Hey, welcome to another episode of the Investor Types podcast and video series. What we're talking about today is index investing or investing into ETFs. Now, you've probably seen this become huge in the last few years, probably the last 10 years, as everyone started looking at, well, if I'm a passive investor and I want to invest for the long term, why don't I take a market approach? And that's essentially what we're talking about today, taking that market approach or investing into index funds. And I'm here with Blair Modica from BetaShares. BetaShares are basically Australia's largest index fund investor or fund manager. They, they've got under over $10 billion Correct. under yep. management at the moment. Mm-hmm. Blair's going to be the man to take us through what exactly is an index fund. So Blair, please tell me, mate. Welcome aboard. Thanks for having me, Stefan. Good to be here. Lovely. What's an index fund? Yeah, look, absolutely. An index fund or an exchange-traded fund, an ETF, is a, a basket of securities that are packaged up into one type of investment. Now, the best way to explain that is, say, a basket of 100 equity securities, so mm-hmm. think BHP, Rio Tinto, packaged up into one investment and then bought and sold on the stock exchange. Okay. so. Basically, the la- would you say the largest companies in a sector? Well, it can be. It can certainly be any type of uh, investment vehicle you want. So some of the popular ones in Australia are the ASX 200. Mm. You can buy that as an ETF. Mm-hmm. Um, and then internationally, something like the NASDAQ 100. So our ticker code NDQ gives you access to the top 100 securities on the NASDAQ. Right. So that's really interesting. So with you, when you talk about index funds, you mm-hmm. don't have to just stick to Australia and the Australian Stock Exchange. Spot you can on. actually choose where you want to go around the world. Absolutely. Does that go even deeper where you can start investing into different sectors? It certainly does. Um, and certainly over probably the last 15 years, the market has really started to expand into not just index type um, you know, top markets, but, um, but certainly thematic type trades as well. Mm-hmm. A good example of that is uh, the BetaShares Hack Fund which invests primarily in global cybersecurity companies. So an interesting thematic going forward um, into the future for a growth investor. Right, so where people might love a specific sector, mm-hmm. whether it be the cybersecurity sector, you can buy an ETF. Does that take the largest companies in that sector from around the world into consideration? Yeah, really good question. So for, for example, with Hack, it does. So it invests in companies from the US, Israel, China, um, a bunch of different countries, and it's by market capitalization. So the, the largest companies are put into that portfolio. Right, and when we work at our market cap, mm-hmm. um, it's something that the markets, markets generate. Um, but you can also apply that same style of investing with cybersecurities into things like ethical investments. You certainly can. Is that can. right? You can. That's been a huge topic over the last few years with greenhouse gas emissions coming up, mm-hmm. the move towards electric cars or driverless cars. Have you seen a lot of flows going towards that type of an index fund? Yeah, it's really interesting you mentioned that. Uh, BetaShares took out its first ethical fund around about three years ago. Mm. Uh, the ticket code for that's Ethi. And that's a global 100 investment into the top 100 ethical companies deemed by our screening process. Okay. That's a, a positive and negative screen. Um, so the positive being that you need to be 60% more carbon efficient than your peers. Mm-hmm. And then we run a whole bunch of negative screens. So whether that's carbon emissions, uh, fossil fuels exposure, gambling, tobacco, armaments, mm. uh, a bunch of different negative screens to weed out companies that we think aren't ethical yep. um, and include companies that are trying to do the right thing by the world. Right. So you don't have to take the broader market approach, which is fantastic. And with a changing environment and changing dynamics of what people want to put their money into, Mm -hmm. these type of investments mean you can make a return on your money, 
but you don't have to be pumping up the tyres of the big players who might be doing bad things to the world. Exactly right. And look, what we've seen in that time is that investing ethically doesn't mean you have to give up returns. In mm -hmm. fact, it's performed very well. And there's probably a few reasons for that. I mean, when you look at some of the ethical companies included, it's a lot of a, a technology theme where high mm. growth companies, yep. um, and, and certainly they've done very well over the last few years. So we've seen that by investing ethically, you're certainly not giving up returns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's obviously a lot of different types of of index funds or ETFs mm -hmm. in your within your business, approximately how many do you guys have access to? Yeah, so we have around about 60 ETFs in the market. Now that covers the whole gamut of, I guess, asset classes. So, you know, bread and butter is uh, cash and fixed income. So AAA cash basically invests in bank deposits, mm -hmm. negotiating a rate higher than what you'd normally see in the market. Um, and people invest into that get a monthly distribution of cash, um, and, and it's quite a secure investment. We then go up the, I guess, risk chain into different types of fixed income, um, equities, so both Australian and international equities, um, the thematic type trades I talked about, global cybersecurity, global energy companies, there's ethical investing, um, but, but certainly then moving more into uh, diversified one-stop shop type trade so you can buy an ETF that covers the whole world mm. um, in one trade and then sit on that and um, and basically diversify your portfolio very easily. Right, so you're getting access to a broad market approach or, or a big portfolio of securities mm -hmm. um, and that takes the risk out of stock investing where people might normally think of buying one buying a stock and it goes up and down and has huge volatility whereas if you buy a market you essentially got a diversified approach. And that's the way we'd explain it. By diversifying your risk from one security or one stock into potentially hundreds, you're diversifying your risk away in some manner. Right. Um, one of the great things about ETFs is you don't have to just go into one of them. And that's what's becoming really relevant now. And we've mm -hmm. touched on that. It was before known that, all right, well, I'm going to invest in an index, either going to be the world index, the Australian index, the property index, but mm -hmm. you really can go into the, the depths of it now. And a lot of people, Warren Buffett was one of the people that said, um, invest when others are fearful, mm -hmm. um, oh, and be greedy when others are fearful, and be fearful when others are greedy. Mm -hmm. um, and you can see things happening in Europe now where there's a lot of fear in the market over there. People still don't know what's going on over there, but you've got a European ETF as well, mm -hmm. um, which of course it might, for those risk-taking people, might be drawn to something like that, Yep, I could imagine. Yeah, so, uh, absolutely. Look, I think there's e e the, the way the ETF market's developed in Australia, there's certainly something for all risk appetites and, um, and all weathers. I mean, mm. you talk about Europe, certainly there's mm -hmm. European ETFs. Mm -hmm. To go into it a little bit further, if you were bullish on the market, you can certainly gear into the market via one trade. Um, and you can also go short. So if you're expecting the market to crash tomorrow, you could express that view in a short position um, wow. on, on, one, on an ETF, like mm -hmm. a bear fund. Yep. So essentially you can take the, you can be so strategic when you're using index funds. You don't really have to just sit back and let it go. You can start to be more strategic about where your money is invested. If you're a real market lover and you love the macroeconomics and how the world is performing, mm -hmm. then tell me if I'm wrong, e index funds where you can choose your strategy might be really attractive. Something yeah, like that. absolutely. Look, I think the key there is you can now purchase uh, you know, the, the wider market in one trade. So you can, you can take an A200, mix it with an, a NASDAQ or, or a European type ETF to get global exposure. 
create that as your core part of your portfolio. But then if you do want to take a tactical view into global cybersecurity, an ethical fund, um, or emerging markets, you're also able to do that as well. So yeah. you can construct a portfolio completely via ETFs, mm -hmm. but you can certainly use that as a core and then break off into, say, a hedge fund as a satellite approach yep. um, and, and build your portfolio that way. Yep. So in some respects, there's many ways to skin a cat. Yeah. I know over the last few years, a lot of people have been directing their money into index funds. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people have been loving it. They've gone away from the old school managed fund where they take your money and they strategically place it into different kinds of stocks. Mm -hmm. Why do you think people have gone away from managed funds and more focusing on just the index approach now? Yeah, it's a really good question. I think, um, it, and look, let me preface this by saying there's a lot of quality managers out there, yeah. but uh, a lot of the time, active managers aren't able to outperform consistently. Mm -hmm. What ETF investing gives you is that market type performance. And we've seen that that, uh, as well as lower costs generally by investing in ETFs has really seen the, the flows towards ETF increase. Um, so the market at this point in time is around 60 billion in yep. Australia and obviously a lot bigger over the world. Mm -hmm. um, but, but in Australia, the market's growing quicker than the rest of the world. I think it's a 48% compound growth rate in Australia. Um, and, and certainly we see that looking to continue. But I guess the key points there are you're getting market returns and you're also getting a product that's cheaper in cost compared to say mm -hmm. a traditional active manager. Yeah, yeah, and that's one of the big draw cards as well, mm -hmm. the cost to invest mm -hmm. in some of these things. So these managed funds might take somewhere between a 0.8 and a 1.5% management cost to actually manage your money. Mm -hmm. Whereas index investing, it can be anywhere between a 0.1 to a 0.8. Spot on. A lot lower, but you can still get those access to market returns. Exactly And right. if you look up at the market returns, we're in 2020 at the moment, over the last five years, on average have been pretty astronomical, mm -hmm. fairly great. Yep. So it's been a great approach to keeping costs low but keeping investment returns high. What I should say as well is a lot of people have had success with blending ETFs with active mm. managers just yep. to bring the cost down. So taking that core index type of approach and then adding an active manager maybe as a 50-50 split to try and generate mm -hmm. some mm -hmm. alpha mm -hmm. over the market. Yeah. Tell me, index fund sounds amazing. When are some of the times I haven't really performed that well? Yeah, good question. I mean, in general, a, an ETF is, operates the exact same way as a managed fund. So you see in something like the GFC, when the market sold off, you're investing in the market, so therefore the performance was poor. Okay. Now, that's, that's not really to be any surprise or be surprised about, given the market performance was poor. Mm -hmm. Active management failed, um, or, or I shouldn't say failed. I mean, the, the market sold off and therefore stocks sold off mm -hmm. um, and people lost money. So ETFs essentially, for, for the most part, reflect the performance of the wider market in general. Um, and there should be no concerns with respect to investing otherwise. I mean, the ETF is, is essentially a, uh, a reproduction of the market and the way it, it moves up and down. Um, and, and that's essentially how they function. Okay, so let's look at 2008, 2009. Mm -hmm. The market might have dropped approximately 40%. And mm -hmm. you'd expect that if you're in the S&P, if you're in the ASX 200, that your index fund investment would fall by the 40% as well. Spot on. Okay. Um, so it's just sort of tracks market returns. Um, when you look at the papers or you read the papers and you see that the the index or the S&P, uh, the ASX 200 or 300 has mm -hmm. dropped by 20 points or 30 points, expect your, your index funding or ETF into that specific asset class to go with it. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of different people out there that like a lot of different investing types. Some go into property, uh, some, got, some people like investing into that individual stock. Um, who's the type of person or the type of personality or the investor type that will typically invest into an index fund? Really good question. Um, and there's probably no specific person um, that, that would 
invest in an ETF. I mean, it could be anyone. Um, but I can give you some ideas of, of what type of, invest of investors would suit different types of investing. So, for example, an index fund may fit really well into someone looking to accumulate wealth. Um, putting some of their money in say an A200 type of exposure and looking for that to grow over time. But it could also uh, you know, suit someone that's, that's established looking to generate some returns across the market and mixed in with some other risk management techniques could be a really good way to, um, to have a really well diversified portfolio. Mm -hmm. um, it can also suit, I mean, if you look at growth investors, something like a NASDAQ or a hack fund is going to perform in, in a growth-like manner and, and really, I guess, accelerate returns when those stocks are doing really well. But you can also invest in managed risk funds through ETFs as well, where you're essentially paying for a risk management overlay over the top of, say, the ASX 200 or the, the wider MSCI world. Okay. So it can be for the really, really risk adverse? Yep. Um, or someone that likes to take a little bit more risk in their portfolio, but still get a market approach? Absolutely. And then you look at cash and fixed income. I mean, AAA cash is basically bank deposit money. Mm -hmm. um, so you're investing in, in bank deposits and therefore it's quite a, a, a relatively safe type of investment yep. um, that's generating monthly income for you. So that might, uh, that, that might be preferable to someone that's a, a defensive type of investor um, looking to generate yield across uh, a different time frame. And certainly from AAA cash, you can then invest in floating rate note bonds, corporate credit, all the way up to hybrids. Um, so really, for, for all type of investors, there is something in an ETF for everyone. Mm. Well, that's, um, that's a lot to take in. Index fund investing is it's a lot more sexy than I originally thought. Mm. Uh, coming into this, you probably thought just index fund investing would be just a boring, boring approach uh, to investing in a very passive approach. But as you've learned here with, with Blair Modica, you can get very active in the way you do invest in it. Um, or you can still take that passive approach and just let the long-term runs take it out. So. I hope you've learned something here if it is your type of investment to go into. If you did like what we had to say or you have any questions, leave a comment below. Uh, Blair, I want to say thanks a lot, mate. I really appreciate you taking the time to come in. Um, world, of, world of knowledge. Stefan, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me and I uh, hope to do a few more of these soon. I look forward to chatting soon. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Speak to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Investor Types podcast. What I want to remind you is that everything you heard in this podcast is general advice only. Please don't consider it as personal advice. If you do want to consider, consider it as being personal advice, please go and speak to your licensed financial planner. Everything here is just informational purposes only. Take it as you will. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks again for tuning in. See you soon.